I'm Derek Joyce and I'm here with Paul Onwarda and this is I'm Not The Expert Book. This is a podcast where we'll discuss everything from the most complex ideas that we know nothing about to the simplest ideas that we probably know nothing about either. So put the kettle on, get comfy and join us. Okay, so when we left you last week, we were going through the Fukushima nuclear disaster as a result of the the earthquake and tsunami in 2011. I'm just going to dive straight back in, though. Yep, go for it. Incidentally, if you haven't a clue what we're talking about, go back and listen to episode one. Yep. Episode one. Earthquakes part one. We'd be waiting right here for you to rejoin us. By 5.30am, the pressure in reactor one was at a critical level and an explosion seemed imminent. Officials had been arguing all night over an incredibly risky procedure, which could cause a massive explosion, but if they don't try it, the reactor is guaranteed to explode. And all generators are still down at this stage? All generators are still down at this stage. The reactor is essentially a runaway train. There's no human input now at this stage. So what they decide to do is to try and vent steam from reactor one directly into the atmosphere. Nice. Which, you know... Fucking lovely, yeah. Radioactive material, yeah. (laughs) yeah. So not only is this radioactive, albeit at relatively low levels, there's also a risk that hydrogen has been created in the reactor vessel due to the high pressure. That what has been created? Hydrogen. Hydrogen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, due to the water vapour under high, high pressure. That'd be a scientific moment yeah. in history. Well, no, no, that's how they create hydrogen. They don't create hydrogen. Oh, okay. Hydrogen is the most abundant element in the universe. Yeah. In the known universe. Yeah. And every every atom of hydrogen that was present at the beginning of the universe is all there's ever going to be, apparently. Yeah, I know, yeah, but they're... Like when I say creating hydrogen, they're basically breaking water down into hydrogen right, and oxygen. H2O, yeah? So they're not creating the atom. Not creating okay, new okay, hydrogen. They're just exposing a new hydrogen yeah, out yeah, by breaking down water. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah the steam has turned into hydrogen. Which oh, man, I'm with Yeah, you. okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, what's he on about? Now I get what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. No. So they're worried that hydrogen, like that. The water in the reactor has broken down into oxygen and hydrogen. Yeah. Okay. So there's right. hydrogen okay. in the reactor. Okay. Due to the high pressure. And it's feared that this could ignite when hitting the O2. Okay. So when they open it to the atmosphere outside. Yeah. That you could have a massive H-bomb basically, essentially. So they do that anyway. They vent it off. It is successful and there's no explosion. So that's like the immediate danger. Okay. Is, is averted. 20 minutes later, emergency power is restored to reactor one, allowing water to be pumped into reactor one to cool the fuel rods, although workers don't realise that the rods have completely melted. So they're actually okay. And no one suspects that that might have happened. They're don't all physics all I, engineers. All I was so. able to find was that they, like, they have no way of knowing what's going on inside, for sure. <laughs> okay. If, if I worked you know, there, I would have assumed... I know, but like all their monitoring, all their sensors, all their cameras, everything's down. Everything's gone. Like okay. Yeah, so they don't know exactly what's going on, how hot it is inside that reactor, whether it has melted, whether it hasn't. All they can do is pump the water in it and hope for the best. Like there, there really is nothing else they can do anyway. So whether they've melted or not, it's going to pump the water in and hope they haven't melted. Yeah. 
Yeah. And if they haven't melted, this will stop them melting. Okay. If they've already melted, we're fucked anyway. Right. You know, that kind of way. Right, so temperatures reaching over 1,200 Celsius. The zirconium in the rods splits the hydrogen from the water vapour in the steam and so hit the core. So, right. So you now have hydrogen. So they've exposed the base elements. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, so you now essentially have an airtight concrete dome full of hydrogen. Okay. Which is, you know... Sounds great. So by 10.58 the next morning, reactor two reaches critical pressure level and is vented to the atmosphere in the same way again, yeah? Yeah. No explosion. So so that's reactor one and reactor two now have both vented radioactive material into the atmosphere. Uh, By 3.30 p.m. that afternoon, residents within a 10-kilometer radius are are evacuated. Okay. So they're now starting to kind of realise this is... Serious. This is really fucking serious. Okay. Right. So by 336, hydrogen buildup inside reactor one reaches critical levels, causing a massive explosion. So it does explode. Right. Okay. So reactor one is gone. There's five others. Reactor one is gone. Right. Yeah. There's five others. Only three were on the Yeah. But I'm not saying there's five others. Don't worry about it. I'm saying there's five more to go. Yeah. 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 But only one, two and three are active. The other three were, were shut down. So they're not an issue at all. The explosion cracks open the containment vessel, but leaving the reactor core intact. Four people are injured and the concrete containment vessel utterly collapses. So you now have a, an exposed nuclear reactor core. Yep. A Chernobyl. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Great. So seawater is pumped directly into reactor one in an attempt to cool the reactor. Right, so now you're getting seawater pumped in. Right, okay. So it's not just that closed system. That closed system is now open. It's gone. Yeah, yeah. So they're pumping seawater in to try and, you know, try and cool down the reactor. By 7.25 that night, seawater injection is ordered to be halted amid fears over contamination. So they're worried that, you know, they could potentially contaminate the whole ocean. Right, okay. Yeah, because the water's been pumped in, but it's coming back. Like, it's washing back out. There's no yeah, closed yeah. system now. It's just, it's a yeah. wash with water, you know. Plant boss Masao Yoshida ignores the order and orders his workers to keep pumping seawater in, fearing a meltdown more than the, the release of contaminated water. So he feels that, you know... One is worse than the other, so I'm going with the least worse option. I'm going with the least worse option, right. yeah, even though the government have told them to stop, <clears throat> yeah. Okay, so then on Sunday, March 13th at 3.25am, power to reactor 3 fails. Right, okay. Okay, so... And that causes... An immediate drop in the water levels due to the water being being vaporised into steam as we've already gone through and the water levels drop below the fuel rods. So it's the same as, a, as has happened in the first two reactors. You now have the fuel rods ex- exposed to the air with no cooling water and they're out of control then obviously. By 5.10am Fukushima Reactor 1 is declared an international nuclear radiological event scale 4. Okay. Right, now I've got to get onto the scales now in a second. Level four, the accident is localised. So it has localised consequences. So that's what a scale four is at right, the moment. Okay. Yeah. Right, okay. 9am, fuel rods in reactor three begin to melt, causing a build-up of hydrogen. Again, workers believe reactor three has had a partial meltdown and order venting to release pressure. The reactor containment vessel is pumped full of water and boric acid. Now, you'll, you'll remember from the previous episode where I mentioned that borium is used as a control rod to, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. offset the nuclear reaction. So, boric acid absorbs neutrons and helps prevent 
the fuel reacting while inside the reactor. So they're pumping that stuff in to try and stop kind of nuclear reaction. Right. To try and stabilise something that they have no control over. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Right, I understand. It's kind of panic stations now at this stage, yeah. you know. Monday, March 14th, 11am, hydrogen inside reactor 3 explodes, collapsing the building containing reactor 3, injuring six workers. TEPCO, which is the Tokyo Electrical Production Company, announces no radioactive leak. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> I have a big but here with exclamation marks. The explosion damages the water supply to reactor 2. Okay. So now they've had, like, the dominoes fall and yeah, nearly, yeah, you know, yeah. so the, the explosion in reactor 3 has damaged the water that was keeping reactor 2 under wraps. By quarter past one, uh, the cooling system in reactor 2 has failed. Water levels drop, exposing the fuel rods yet again. As we know, this is... Are the these the melted down fuel rods? They had started to melt down. They had pumped water in to try and stop the melting okay. and now they're exposed again because okay. the water's not pumping in because of the explosion in reactor 3. So, right. yeah. It's just... It's a clusterfuck. It's there. radioactive dominoes. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. By 3 o'clock, a large glob of melted fuel rod drops to the bottom of reactor 1 and pools there. Now, have you ever seen the elephant's foot from yeah, Chernobyl? Yeah, that's the first thing I thought of. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what comes to mind there. Yeah. Like the elephant foot is essentially pooled, melted rods. Yeah, like and if, if you're listening to this and you don't know what the elephant foot is, go on Google, Google and yeah. just... I'll throw Google. it up on Facebook. No, don't even do that. Actually, like, yeah. th- there's, there's an image very easily accessible and yeah. when you start to look at the images and I know I'm off the elephant's foot but in particular the image that's taken from of the exposed reactor from the helicopter yeah and yeah. the information along with that is fucking astonishing yeah it really so is like, if you don't know what the elephant's foot is go on Google look it up yeah yeah no definitely and it does literally look like an elephant's foot as well yeah it's is, remarkable it's so well named it's yeah. horrific I'm not yeah. saying it's good no it's no. it's horrific but it's and remarkable and that's still there yeah yeah that is still there it's gonna like, be there forever man I know yeah and the massive concrete dome they built over that's due for replacement now again soon isn't it and the that's, first one or the second one uh, the one they built over that, yeah. So the, the the one they built over what? Over the elephant's foot, the melted. Cord, oh yeah, 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 yeah. But they've built another huge one over the one they built over the open reactor. Yeah. And they're dismantling everything under that second dome they built. Yeah. And of that second dome, I think is due for replacement, isn't it? Not for. Or a while. maybe that is them replacing. Maybe that's what I'm talking. It is. Yeah, it is yeah, the yeah, replacement, so they're, and they're taking right. everything down under that dome. Yeah. And then they're going to kind of, I think they're going to build a smaller sarcophagus yeah. that fits it. But right. that dome that they built, the second one, yeah, they had laser precision measurements so they could literally slide the thing over the ruined building and the ruined first sarcophagus. Yeah. And it's fantastic looking. Deadly. It's tragedy that they need to. I know, yeah. Oh. And you know, that'll you know, that'll need to be replaced Eventually. every few yeah, hundred yeah. years for the rest of human history, like, you know yeah. what I mean? That's yeah. you know, that's that's how bad the elephant's foot is, like Yeah. You know? But anyway, Google the elephant's foot. Yeah. Sorry for dragging you off. Anyway, um yeah, so we've we've gone off on a bit of a tangent there. So um Basically, you've got Elephant's Foot 2 happening at Fukushima by 3 o'clock in the afternoon on the, where do I say we were? Monday, March 14th. We're up to now. Okay. Yeah. So by 6 o'clock, Reactor 2 goes into meltdown and hydrogen builds up. Are you seeing a pattern here now? Yep. <laughs> You'll be a nuclear expert by the end of this. 
And then by 11 o'clock the next morning, Tuesday, March 15th, a second explosion rocks reactor 3. Right, so again, damages the cooling system of reactor 2. By 8 o'clock, reactor 2 is in full meltdown. Okay. So it's completely gone now. Most of the fuel drops to the bottom of the reactor vessel. A further explosion damages reactor 2's containment vessel and radiation levels jump substantially but quickly fall. Ultimately, workers will continue to fight to prevent a major radiation catastrophe, but there's still a cordon around Fukushima today. I remember reading an article where radioactive contamination, we'll call it, was detected on the western coast of the United States. Yeah. So, I mean, it fucking, it went everywhere. It did, yeah. Yeah. And that was the, when they pumped the seawater in that time. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. That's what caused it. Like the venting and stuff, like it, it was very low levels. And as I said, they called it a stage four localized kind of, you know, that was from the venting. Yeah. But once they start pumping seawater in, that sea was getting back into the into the ocean. That's like, it. Yeah. Well, I remember it. that being said as well. I mean, I didn't hear on the news that the government said don't and your man says, yeah, I fucking will. Yeah. But I do remember them saying there's seawater surging back into the ocean from the ruined power plant. Yeah. Yeah. Fukushima. And, you know, I'm not an expert on this stuff, but... In my opinion, I think the guy, the the plant boss who kept pumping the water probably did the right thing. I wouldn't like to have to make that decision. No, no, that's, I wouldn't. It's that's Which is the worst possible option. Yeah. Well, let's choose the other one. That's yeah. a terrible position to be in. Yeah, well, Fuck I know, that. but you look at the damage even now, like that's been done by Chernobyl. Look at them poor kids who are born with like all sorts of defects. Yeah, yeah. All the cancer, people are still dying. He prevented something like that happening in Japan. Now, I know, okay, he, he polluted the oceans and there, there is radiation spreading, but it doesn't seem to be on the catastrophic level that we, a full unabated know, meltdown would have caused. You'll you know? never know, unless you're in that circle, yeah. you'll never know exactly what, the, what the extent of all that damage was. Yeah, yeah. But I don't even know how to end that sentence. You mm. know, all I can end it with is but. Yeah. But you got to say, the workers were it. heroes. I mean, they said, yeah, they're, I'm completely. sure they were exposed all, to all sorts of And radiation. they're probably sick and yeah. dying or dead now. Yeah, yeah. But and and their many posts. people in the area that was evacuated before they put out the evacuation mm. alarm. Yeah. You know, so who knows? That's it. See, and it is kind of a case of who knows, because I mean, as kind of secretive and everything else as the old Soviet Union was, I mean, we know pretty much everything about Chernobyl and what happened and how many REMs and, you know, all that stuff. Whereas Fukushima, it's a bit more up in the air as to how bad it was, you know. Well, yeah, well, it's like that everywhere. It's not mm. just Fukushima. There's Three Mile Island. Yeah, yeah. There's If you if you want to spend an afternoon pissing yourself off, go on Google again and Google nuclear disasters of the world. Yeah. And don't look at Three Mile Island because we are definitely going to do an episode on that. Well, totally definitely. do because then you can get in touch with us and let us know what to do. So okay. I won't have to research it and you won't have to research it. True, yeah. Okay. <laughs> While all that shit was going on in Fukushima, yep. the waves that hit Sendai and the Miyagi prefectures and all the, the eastern seaboard of, of Japan, of, of Honshu, yep. that's what everybody can picture in their head yeah. when they think about the tsunami. The, and what we're talking about. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. And as yeah. we said in the first part of this, nobody witnessed the earthquake. 
everybody witnessed what came after the earthquake. Yeah. There was, it, it yeah, was, yeah. what, what did we say, 18 and a half miles below the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. So nobody witnessed it. Everybody just witnessed what came later. Yeah. And it was, it destroyed everything. The 10 meter tsunami wall that was built along the coastline was inundated and absolutely swamped. Yeah. And I don't know how true this is, so I'm possibly spreading rumors. Okay. But I read... Actually, do you remember in the first part I said that it, it was uplift? It moved, yeah. it lurched 160-something feet, I think it was, yeah. to the north and west or some shit. And it went up by 30 feet. Yeah, which kind of threw meters. the water into the a The 10-meter tsunami wall was now Obsolete. null and yeah, void null and void because, because <laughs> of the wave that was coming, is, yeah. is what I read. I don't know how true it is scientifically, but yeah, everybody loves good sense. rumor. Good bit of gossip. Yeah, no, so sense, possibly, yeah. and I won't even say it makes sense. So that's what I believe. But I can see how it works, and I'm willing to be proven wrong. Yeah, and and just open my eyes a bit. Many on that coastline believed that they were safe from the tsunami because of that ten meter tsunami wall. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. When the wave came in and washed over it. Everybody was there to witness it. Like yeah, they were all standing there watching people, it, yeah. Precious few people had turned and said, I'm getting to higher ground. Fuck yeah. this shit. And they just stayed and yeah. watched and everything rubbernecked, unfold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. basically rubbernecked. And, yeah. and everybody, like there is that video on where people are going to higher ground. It's a hillside on, Yeah, no, the I do town. remember seeing that. And, and there's right. one lady scrambling up the hill and she's ankle deep in water. She's literally seconds away from that tsunami wave. Yeah, like she's basically... She gets up the hill. Somebody sticks mm-hmm. their hand out, drags her up the hill. This thing washes buildings and trucks past her. There's yeah. a video coming down. Yeah, it's, I remember it's, seeing it's that. It's like an off-ramp or something like that. Yeah. Feeding into the city that's just being, right now, inundated. And a car does a three-point turn and goes the other way. And its back wheels are in water. And, it, yeah. and he's just and literally bodies. Oh, yeah. But he's it's, sore from the tsunami. Like, like he, and he gets out of it. But so. it's just, it was that close for so many people. But yeah. there were so many people. Well, who were. Who got caught up in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was the overall death toll there, do you know? Worldwide? Yeah. Um, I don't know worldwide. I don't know worldwide, but... There was... There was... I don't know. The Japanese government, I think, released, and the number 28 or 29,000 is in my head. But I'll corroborate it or I'll refute it later. Mm. But... It was revised downward. So okay. the initial final death toll was less than 20,000. Okay. Because as people, as people turned up and said, no, I'm not dead. Here I am. You know, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. everybody that they found did people get under away, and stuff. they were all dispersed yeah. to the wind. And as they slowly came back, they, yeah. they registered, no, I'm not on that list. I'm on this list and I'm a survivor. And then, so they revised it downwards and it's below 20,000. And that's in Japan just... Is yeah, it? yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know worldwide. I okay. don't know worldwide. But I do have wave, I think wave heights and the times they hit elsewhere around the world because as we were saying in the first episode. It did not happen in one go, yeah. Well, it's not that it didn't happen in one go. It When the, the, yeah, the uplift wave. happened and it went up 10 metres and displaced 
all that water, mm. the water went out in all directions. Yeah, it was like dropping a pebble into a pond. And it, exactly. You get that yeah, big 360 it, it only doesn't go out in all directions when it hits something, like the edge of the pond you're standing at. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. So it did land and affect other countries. And I do have stats, but I don't think I have fatality stats. Okay. Which I would have avoided anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah, I wouldn't I have wanted to say... Oh, yeah, yeah, no, come here, listen. I don't want to make this a bloody, you know... Exactly. A morbid podcast. I was just interested. But when the waves hit and the 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 tsunami walls fail, there's reports of a wave that penetrated six miles inland. Inland, yeah. yeah. Like, fucking, that's mental. Yeah. Now, I, I always remember as well, and I don't know whether it was the Indonesian one or... Or this one, I, I'm not sure. But I'll always remember seeing it live, well, not live, but you know, kind of seeing footage of it or whatever. And it was just that, um, like you think in your head, you think of a tsunami in your head or a tidal wave, as we would have called them when we were kids, and this giant wall of water and it smashes into the land. It wasn't really like that, though. It was just like the sea just came into the land. Like yeah, it just, just decided to expand just, its territory. Yeah, yeah. yeah was, and then it just fucked like up. It was a gradual kind yeah. of non... Gradual yeah. is in inverted commas. No, I mean, it was fast. Don't get me wrong. Like, it, it was fast, but it wasn't like that big smash of white water. It was just water flowing. But again, as we, were, as we were saying... It was insane. As we were saying in the first episode, the wave height is relative to the gradient... Coming land. onto land from yeah, the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Like as it's shallower water, it gets higher and higher and higher. Mm. And the back of the wave starts to catch up at the front because the front is starting to slow yeah. down. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. All that kind of thing. But yeah, uh, mm. Sendai, Fukushima, Ibaraki and Chiba. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. Were, Chiba, yeah, yeah, yeah. Were inundated by a wave between 23 and 45 feet high. Mental. Fucking mental. Many other prefectures, water. which we said are kind of like, like local council areas, local or council areas, and or states, states, states or, or counties. Yeah, you know, yeah. along the Pacific coast, south of Miyagi, suffered catastrophic damage. Okay. And wasn't there damage on the the west coast of Honshu as well? Because the when the wave, I'll take your word for it. I've... I'm I'm not even saying that I saw stats and facts and whatever but when the wave moves out across the water and it hit the eastern coast as it goes around the the north end of Honshu it'd still affect that west coast yeah you know yeah, it'd yeah. still wash in I, I don't have stats for that but I'm just thinking in terms and I'm not a scientist but in terms of physics and how, how I know stuff works yeah and how I've seen stuff work and I've never seen a tidal wave but it just seems to me that it would have affected the western would, coast yeah, as well yeah. Well, it would, it yeah. would. when the waves receded they took with them a massive quantity of debris as well as thousands of victims this is it caught yeah. the retreating waters you see there you, there you go like you immediately think of the you know that initial wave coming in you know fucking devastation what comes in must go out as well when we're talking yeah, about yeah, that. And it it's equally as devastating when it's coming back and pulling pulling shit like it's pushing shit when it comes in it's pulling shit when it goes out yeah you know? and it all goes out yeah yeah large swades of low-lying land were left under seawater. Yeah, that's right, yeah. You know, there wouldn't even been, recede all the way back out, yeah. massive, 
this sounds like a really <clears throat> excuse me this sounds like a really stupid statement but there was massive flooding afterwards like after the water had receded yeah it wouldn't have all pick everything up as you go lads and yeah yeah clean like, up after yourself. Like if you think if you go in <clears throat> onto a beach after tide has just gone out and you have those little rock pools and there stuff it's that on a massive scale yeah yeah, yeah. low-lying areas were just left inundated yeah yeah the earthquake triggered tsunami warnings throughout the Pacific Basin. Yeah. Across Pacific Ocean. Sensors would have started picking up the tremors, the, the primary and secondary waves. Yeah. Alarms would have gone off and people would have had time to prepare for it. And that was kind of like what I said with, with Fukushima. And lucky enough, I mean, you know, given what happened, as soon as the earthquake started, like even long before that tidal wave came, the sensors in Fukushima picked it up and shut those reactors down. Well, yeah. pulled the fuel rods out. I mean, had they not had those sensors, you'd have been looking at a massive catastrophe from a nuclear perspective. Yeah, yeah. They would well, have been um, and even more massive than it already yeah, was. Yeah, and I mean, we'll never know big, exactly how massive it was. Extinction yeah. level, we're talking. <laughs> well, the wave, no, no, we're not. The wave raced across the Pacific at 500 miles an hour and generated waves 12 feet high in the Hawaiian island chain. And if you're going 12 feet, that's not that fucking mad. Source up, dude. Go online and look at the distance between the east coast of Honshu and the Hawaiian Islands. Oh, I know. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's you know, there, it's, it's... A few thousand um, miles, isn't it? It's massive. Yeah. It's a massive. And if a 12 meter, a 12 foot wave can reach the Hawaiian Islands yeah. and source up, dude. What the hell size was that at the epicenter? Fucking, it was huge yeah. and it's come a long distance. And 500 miles an hour is the speed of a jetliner. Yeah. You know, so it's fucking, it's nuts. 500 miles an hour for that length of time as well. Like, like that wave lasted a long time, you know, to travel that far. I mean, how long would it take to fly from from Japan to Hawaii? That's I don't know, never about. flown. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not but even sure But that was the length of time flight. that wave yeah. was traveling. Like, yeah. That's insane. Several hours after the tremor, a nine foot wave struck the coast of Oregon and California. Hey. Again, not a very big wave by any standards. No, but it was still... But fucking hell. It was a wave that was generated by Across that Across the Pacific, yeah. yeah. Finally, 18 hours after the earthquake, a wave of about one foot hit Antarctica and broke a portion of the Sulzberger ice shelf off. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's insane. Fucking nuts. It is. Yeah. That's like... It's surprising nothing washed up in Galway or something, you know? Other side Completely of the planet. different Other ocean, ocean. I know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's essentially like somebody throwing a rock off the pier in, in Coney Island and the wave lapping up in Galway. Though. That's, yeah. that's kind of what we're talking about. Like, that's, On a much more massive scale, obviously. Yeah. yeah. It's nuts. On like, a much more tragic scale. Yeah. Initially, and this is what I was saying earlier on, and I had the image of 28 or 29,000. Initially... Initially, it was thought 28,500 people died on the Japanese mainland, but as people were found and accounted for, that number was revised downward. Yeah. By the end of 2011, the death toll was revised down to 19,300. So it wasn't too far wrong with me. And that was just in Japan, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know what it was worldwide. Um, Mm. There might have been somebody sitting on a pier somewhere and got washed in and couldn't swim. Yeah. And Which one know. was the movie made about? Do you remember there was a movie made? No. I think it was the Indonesian one. You know, oh, there was whatever. a movie called... Oh, I can't remember the name of it now. Google it. 
Yeah, no, my phone's off. I'm not going to go Google shit now. Okay, I'm going to Google it. Right, it was called, and I watched it, and it's really good. Yeah. It's a great movie, and it's not uh, Hollywood. It is, though, isn't it? No, it was it was very factually correct. Gwyneth Paltrow correct. or someone's in it. No, it's not Gwyneth Paltrow. Who was it? Some it was your woman them. that was in The Ring. Oh, that's who it is, yes. Yeah, and I can't remember her name. Uh, not Rebecca De Mornay. Uh, <laughs> it's no. not Rebecca De Mornay. It's, it's a name similar to that. Oh. The Impossible, 2012. Impossible. The Impossible. Is that what it was called? Yeah, and it's excellent. It only got a 5.5 on IMDb, but yeah. I actually thought it was very no, good. I thought it was shy, to be honest with you. Okay. It was a love story, essentially. It wasn't really. Nah, it kind of was. It wasn't really. It was, it was a woman and her husband yeah. and their two kids. Yeah, but wasn't that real soppy? No. Dramatic. Go no. and watch it again, man. It was once. it not dramatic? It's fucking tsunami. No, of course it was dramatic. dramatic I said. No, it wasn't melodramatic. It's Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts. That's the fucking And Hugh McGregor. Hugh McGregor? Yeah. Jesus, I really don't remember so, that movie. We'll go and watch it again before you judge. Yeah, no, I will, yeah. The 2011 tsunami cost an estimated $220 billion. Isn't that fucking mental? Not really, actually, no. $220 billion. Billion. That sounds conservative, really, when you think about it. I don't know what kind of fucking change you carry around, but $220 million <laughs> no. is a big number for me. $820 million. $220 billion. No, I don't know. The fucking space program didn't fucking cost more than that. How long has that been running? <laughs> It's a one-time event. No, I don't know. It just fucks it. I mean, fucking Donald Trump wanted a fucking trillion-dollar fucking bill <laughs> published, didn't he? Any conversation where the word Trump comes into the conversation, into yeah. that conversation, is fucking done. No, but like the fucking United States economy is worth trillions. Like you wouldn't think two hundred billion is that much on a global scale. I didn't say two hundred million. Billion. Billion. Yeah, two hundred and twenty billion. Yeah, like I think that's huge. It is huge to, to, to you or me, but I'm just saying on a global scale, I would have expected it to be more. That's And maybe it was, but one foot waves hitting Antarctica and 12 foot waves hitting Hawaii and wouldn't a nine foot cost, wave hitting California yeah, wouldn't and have Oregon cost a huge financial didn't really cost impact. that much. Yeah, 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 yeah. True enough. Like, I suppose when you look at it that way, that, yeah, it's only a handful of countries that were fucking devastated by it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, one main country. Yeah. See, and again, I'm. Uh, I need to get off this. I, I'm confusing this one with the Indonesia one as well. That was that was worse, wasn't it? It's not that you need to get off it. It's you need to fucking compartmentalize. Um, yeah, I need to fucking differentiate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that one was far, like, well, not far worse from a seismological perspective, but it hit more, more populated countries. It hit. Fucking lots of countries around yeah. the world. And yeah. I will get on to that afterwards. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, I didn't know you Oh, yeah. I'm fucking, we're nowhere near done with this thing. Okay. All right, cool, cool, cool. You were saying earlier that you can't differentiate between the, the Japanese tsunami, the yeah. Honshu and the Indian Ocean. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's kind of like, you know, the whole fucking analogy of fucking buses, you know, you wait ages for one and two come along at once. Like, I mean... I do not get that analogy at all. Well, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> what I'm saying is I was an adult when the first tsunami happened and then I was still an adult when the second one happened. Like, they don't happen That's very often. That's what happens often. when you grow up, man. I know what I'm saying. No, but... Unless you pay for what it. What I'm saying is it, like it's not like they happen every fucking year, you know? And then we got... Thankfully. Yeah, and then we got two, like, relatively... 
One in 2004, which was the Indian Ocean, and yeah. then 2011 was yeah. the Sendai yeah, well, Honshu. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's two in six years, and I didn't have any that I'm aware of from when I was born in 1978 until 2004, did you say it was? 2004. Yeah, yeah. that's what so I'm saying. I'm, like, it doesn't mean that they didn't happen. No. It, they just weren't documented. Okay. I remember growing up and learning about tidal waves yeah. and then learning that tidal waves were called tsunamis yeah. and going, fucking, what a wood. Yeah. And then not, like we didn't have the internet when I was a kid, not like we do now. And reading up about them and they were all illustrations and artist yeah, impressions. That's and what I'm I saying, remember yeah. thinking one day somebody is going to catch one of those on camera. Yeah. I wasn't looking forward to it. No, no. I wasn't going to come wait for that. Yeah. But, but no, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like when we learned about this stuff in school and it was all very much, you know, artist yeah. impressions. Well, the fact that we learned about them in school alludes to the fact that they did happen in history. They yeah. did happen before and while we were kids, I'm yeah. sure they were happening. I know, but I, I don't think extent. we've ever had, certainly in our lifetime, two catastrophic ones so close together. That's what I'm talking about. Like it's just Seems really strange that it, it was all just kind of pictures and drawings up to 2004. And all of a sudden, this like massive global news story, obviously what it was. I get what you're saying. And then a few years later, we had another one. I get what you're saying yeah. about the closeness yeah. between the two of them happening date-wise. But yeah. I can't lose sight of the fact in my head that they happened all throughout history. And we just didn't see them as readily available. Yeah. So do you think it's did. more a case of global news coverage? Yeah. Than no, but like we've had come on, we've had live kind of twenty four hour news since what the late eighties. Yeah. So surely it would have been. And, there was and one around if you go back and news. look at the ratio four to three video footage that you'll see, mm. see how good that is, and think about what it was filmed on. And how heavy oh, yeah, that no, camera I understand was. that, but I'm saying so, if these things happened in the 90s and 80s, they would have been. I didn't say 90s and 80s. I said, but yeah. they did happen. So there's something for you to do. Go yeah. and look that up. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm not saying they, you know, they happened in prehistory or something, and then happened. No, but I mean that you know, two such massively catastrophic ones that were, as you said, documented. But that's not down to the fact that they were documented. That's down to the tectonic activity yeah. that created them. Yeah, that's what I'm so saying. So it's not yeah. like that it's building to a climax and the whole world is going to go fucking ballistic. No, no, I'm not suggesting I'm that. Just I'm saying just it saying was, it was specific points. So, yeah, yeah I, I don't know if you're alluding to the fact that it didn't happen as regularly. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Kind of, yeah. Like, I mean, I don't remember hearing of any kind of you know, any catastrophic tsunamis until Again, 2004. we've got... So from when I was born in 78 to 2004, I'd never heard of... Like, I'd heard of tsunamis and I'd learned about them in school, but I'd never actually heard of one actually happening. And okay. then two happened. How, how many CCTVs and cameras were on the streets that you played on when you were a kid? I know, yeah, but come on, it's beyond the news, Del. How? I'm watching news since I was a kid. Like, I'm sure it happened, and it's been how many people died? Uh, there maybe. was only a few thousand. That's ah, not fucking worth it. Maybe, maybe. It's you know, maybe. it's sensationalism. Yeah, it's. I'm sure it happened. I've no doubt. It oh happened. yeah, no, no. I'm sure there were smaller ones. Yeah, but I'm saying two, you know, globally impacting ones. 
so close together. Okay, well, you if you understand me, yeah, yeah. I, anyway, I, we digress, Del. We digress. Okay. On Saint Stephen's Day in two thousand four, at seven fifty nine a.m., a nine point one magnitude earthquake ripped through an undersea fault in the Indian Ocean. This is the one now I'm thinking of. Yes, actually rings a bell now. Yeah, that's what, and that's probably why it was such big news too. It was, you know, it was over Christmas. The Sumatran Andaman earthquake occurred where the India and Burma tectonic plate meet. USGS scientists found that the seafloor uplifted by several meters. So again, we've got more uplift. Yeah. Like it seems to be. And later on, and we'll get on to Crete on their tectonic activity. And it's mixed up with the myth of the Minotaur and it's fucking deadly. It's really yeah, good. Yeah. And it's really disturbing. Don't spoil it, come on. But, but it's great. But that's uplift of one plate. From another. Yeah, so that's where... Because it, another is subducting beneath yeah, it. that's exactly the word I was looking for, subducting. So, yeah, yeah it, it's, it, we'll get on to it later. It's fucking, it's class, it's hilarious. It's not hilarious. It's... <laughs> you'll you know what I'm talking about when I get on to it. Right. Because I'm talking about the myth of the Minotaur. Ah, how yes, that explains yes, yes, way, yes. How, how that explains away the tectonic activity. And how that... And how the Minotaur came about is hilarious and disturbing. And it's the fucking, it's the Greek gods again. It's it's those, again. Ah, here. They're again, in everything, yeah. man. The they're Greeks in everything. Everywhere, They've got man. a finger in every pie. <laughs> they're fucked up. Anyway, we will get there. Okay, the water displaced triggered a tsunami that caused catastrophic levels of destruction around the Indian Ocean basin and as far away as the east coast of Africa. Two hundred and thirty thousand people are thought to have died globally. That's okay. fucking insane. Yeah. And that's that, what I was getting at earlier. When that I was image global. you've got in your head of the water rushing in over the beach yeah. that was Banda Aceh and all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. In those islands, there was like 100,000 people yeah. died in the blink of an eye. Yeah, yeah. That's, you yeah. know, that is the one I was thinking of. The, and I don't know how in my own head over the years as it went by from watching both of them on the news or whatever. I thought Fukushima happened during that one. That's, yeah. I had I had melded both of them into one, I suppose. Okay. In my mind. But yeah, this is the one, yeah, that I, we were all glued to our TV screens watching this, I think. Everybody was. Yeah. And everybody was in shock. Yeah, yeah. The wave arrived in Sumatra 30 minutes after the earthquake. Thailand an hour and a half later and Sri Lanka two to three hours after. Yeah, and with the connected world you know, that we have today and internet and everything else. People in those countries kind of knew it was coming, didn't they? You could nearly put a time on it, you know? Oh, it's hit there. It's going to hit us now in two hours. Well, there were no, as far as I know, there were no sensors in the Indian Ocean at that point. Yeah. I, I know, I know. But like, like once it started to, ma- to make landfall in certain places. Who's going to get the word out? I don't know. I just seem to remember that, like, even on the news, they were watching it, like, you know, and they were saying, you know, it's hit there and it's expected to hit. No, I don't remember them saying it's sure expected something. to hit something, yeah. something, except if it was as far away as the eastern coast of Africa. Mm, maybe. Like, then mm. it was like, and they're expecting a, a wave surge, mm. but I don't ever remember them saying they're expecting a massive wave to hit. 
Yeah, maybe not the massive way. Yeah, but they were kind of saying, you know, this is going to be affected next and that's going to be affected afterwards. To a certain extent. Yeah, yeah, not to the extent of that. Yeah, you will see a a raise in water levels kind of thing. But to the extent that it obliterated those islands that you're thinking about in your head, they would have had little to no warning. The warning they would have had, I suspect, is what we were talking about in the first episode, the trough yeah. that has that Sucks effect all the water of sucking out. all the water out from the coast and people going, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Why is the seabed exposed for two and miles And it goes off back to coast, what you were like, saying yeah. about it not being documented throughout history. And yeah. it wasn't as well documented no, as, as, as it was, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen. Yeah, you know, yeah. so people would have witnessed water getting sucked in and going, what the fuck? And knowing what that was. Yeah, yeah and yeah. then seeing the wave coming or being caught by the wave. The thing about this and the difference between this and the Japanese one in 2011 was the loss of life in this one far outweighed the damage to infrastructure. Right. So I said, what was it, 220 billion? Yeah, something in, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It cost Japan in damage and yeah. all that kind of thing. All those islands wouldn't have had a fraction of that amount of money GDP. Yeah, I was just going to say that. You know, yeah, yeah, all that kind of thing. So yeah, so relative, so it was. It's, much it's people worse. living in huts. Yeah, and if there are hotels built there, it's because they were built there specifically for holiday goers. I'm getting a mad deja vu here. I don't know what it is. Okay, it's weird. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a chemical thing. That's mm. no, a glitch in the matrix. It's a new update. Yeah, no, I seem to remember having this conversation with somebody on Facebook. Yeah, okay. Probably well, not it even wouldn't about be the me same. because I don't do Facebook. Yeah, no, probably not even about the same thing, but just that whole idea of how GDP. Okay, and, it definitely wasn't me. And how you, ma- <laughs> no, like how you measure yeah. the damage done by something yeah. versus well, th- uh, how much of a country's GDP would have been affected. Like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I've so had there that you conversation go. So, with somebody. so GDP is nowhere near that high, and no. it was the human cost yeah. that. that was the difference, the, the mm. underlying difference between this and, yeah. and the one that hit Japan. The country's hardest hit were Sri Lanka, India, Thailand, Somalia, Maldives Somalia, okay. and Malaysia. Well, weren't there 100 people killed in the on the eastern coast of Africa? I didn't know that. I, as far as I know, it was 100 well, people. Okay. And I might just remember more, Thailand being less, absolutely... But, yeah. but, but all those islands that I said, so does Myanmar... Tanzania, Bangladesh, and Kenya. Wow. All were the hardest hit. All of the countries I've just mentioned don't have the GDP anywhere near no. that of Japan. Of Japan, yeah. Even yeah. combined, human cost outweighs financial cost. Yeah, absolutely. Wave heights of over 30 metres were observed on the west coast of Sumatra. 30 metre fucking wave. I mean, even if, as, as you were saying, it's not a big crest of a wave that iconic image of a wave breaking everybody's got in their heads yeah but it's 30 meter wall of water yeah if it's a gradual rise from you're standing in four foot of water to 30 meters of water it's still a fucking 30 meter wall it's a of water cliff yeah you know, it's a cliff face you you're fucking nuts. standing at the bottom of a cliff looking up that's what you're looking at fuck me the Achi and Sumatra Utara provinces Sumatra Utara yeah yeah, I want to say Sumatra Utara because Utara is a very fucking white person thing to say, isn't it? I have no idea. I don't okay. know what you're talking about. <laughs> in Aceh and Sumatra Utara provinces, Indonesia, 
at least 108,100 people died. Yeah, it's fucking insane, man. 127,700 were missing and presumed dead. And 426,800 people were displaced. Half a million people displaced. Just like that, man. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I mean, we were talking about it, you know, in part one about, you know, all the kind of seismology and studying these things and everything else. There's no fucking way you can stop that No, but studying them prepares you Mm -hmm. to put in place measures that negate this kind of disaster yeah which is what happened subsequently yeah oh yeah no absolutely and you know know, fucking the earlier you know this shit's gonna happen the more you fucking can do to survive it it's not even the earlier you know this shit's gonna happen but it's this shit has happened put the measures that we put in place to help with this shit yeah get them going yeah. You know, so there's... there's no, but I don't think there's a fucking seawall that can be built big enough to fucking withstand something like that. Do you know what I mean? You know, you're trying to contain nature. Yeah, so I agree with you on that point. It's fucking insane. Yeah. The 2004 tsunamis, widespread destruction, changed most disaster relief scientists slash researchers scopes. That's the point we were just making. Yeah. It changed the scope of, of, what, they of what they were doing because of the... how they were doing it massive widespread damage that was created so they would have thought pre-2004 tsunami it's only this kind of localized damage and then it's so much more widespread and they were like fuck me no it's not Mm. and and just everybody was like could it happen here afterwards yeah Far, yeah. further afield everybody was going Jesus Christ could that happen here yeah and then you kind of look at Ireland I mean we're that little dot on the you know on the western edge of Europe like Jesus yeah you know what we'd be wiped off the fucking map yeah I'm okay with that though at times I fucking yeah go quick as long as I'm on holiday when it happens ah <laughs> oh, stop stop the plates ruptured a 900 mile long We've talked about the San Andreas Fault and the fault line that created the 2011 tsunami. And it was a 650 mile, talking about the San Andreas Fault, a 650 mile rupture and 160 mile rupture or something like that. This was 900 miles. Yeah. This is like a thousand miles. How long is it from the top of Ireland to the bottom of Ireland? 337 something. Okay, do that three times. Drive down to Cork (laughs) from Donegal and drive back again and drive down again. And you were in the ballpark of this technotic rupture. Fuck me. It's huge. It ruptured a 900 mile long India, Burma and Australian plates 31 miles below the seafloor. So again, we get back into our conversation about I don't get how it's below the seafloor, but it wasn't below the depth of water. It was below, below the seafloor. Sea yeah, no, yeah. I get that part of it. Yeah. yeah so that right. is mental. That is nuts. I haven't got any facts. I didn't write them down, but there's so much more research now has been done into tectonics because of 2004. Okay. So all, there were sensors, like the Pacific Ocean, as we were saying in the first episode, has the ring of fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has all those sensors. Those sensors now exist in the Indian Ocean and any other ocean that's going to potentially wreck up the place because they've got this tectonic activity. It can happen anywhere and now that's understood and there are measures in place. Not to stop it, but to deal with the, the catastrophe if it happens. Okay. 
And if you hear some dickhead cutting grass outside the I'm window. I'm not going to call him a dickhead. He's doing his job unless he's taking his day off from work and being a dickhead. <laughs> cutting grass, it's about, what is it? Two, three degrees outside? It's about three degrees outside. The grass <laughs> is white. And this fucker is cutting his grass and wrecking our podcast. On a ride on And I'm deliberately door. not stopping it because I feel in a belligerent mood today. Yeah, Fuck I him, just, I'm going to keep going. Yeah, it's not really pleasant this, listening for If her. this building goes on fire, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> enough, Dad. So... Dell is the stickler for sound quality and... <laughs> yeah, and there's your man wrecking it up. <laughs> Radio. Yeah, no, our apologies if it is hard to listen yeah. to at the moment, but... Uh, it's no harder to listen up. to than we are, so no, it's all right. exactly. Okay, so we were... I was talking about Crete a few minutes ago. Yeah. I'm dying to hear this. Dal has so, been teasing me with this all week. I'm dying to hear this. A possible geological explanation for the tectonic activity on Crete stems from the Minotaur legend. Right. You know, what do you know of the Minotaur? I know he was... Uh, and it's not Minotaur. Sorry, I got it wrong. Minotaur. It's the Minotaur. Minotaur, yeah. yeah. And um, I only learned that recently. No way. I always said Minotaur, but oh, did it's, you? it's... Yeah, no, Minotaur, yeah. It's from the Minoan... Yeah. Empire and King Minos. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's a man with a bull's head. Okay. And he lived at the centre of the labyrinth on Crete. And what's a labyrinth name? Kenosis? Gnosis? It's Gnosis. You said Gnosis to me. Yeah. And I said, no, I've always known it as Kenosis. Yeah, no, it's Gnosis. But it's Gnosis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the you're right, I'm wrong. Grand, there you go. So... Mark one for Paul. <laughs> yeah, the only no. one for Paul. <laughs> only one. Dad is with 500. <laughs> yeah. that? No, that's not true. Anyway, but, when uh, yeah, Minos... Yeah. I remember it was in our English reader in school and like first class. You never learned this. And when I was saying it's <laughs> horrific and it's hilarious Who was the guy that went in and thesis. strung the string behind him just so he could find his way back Oh, Daedalus. Daedalus. Yes, yes. And you know Daedalus of the Icarus legend? Daedalus was Icarus's dad. Dad, okay. Okay. I have a theory. It's not a theory. I read it. I just couldn't find it again. And I remembered what I can about it. Of why they built the wings out of wax and feathers. Right. And Icarus flies through too close to the sun. And And it falls to death. Blah, blah, blah. Why that happened? Right. Well, I I have something I I just want to throw in there before we move on, actually. Uh, I was watching For All Mankind this week. I love that show. It's brilliant but there's a great analogy in that you know fucking the fucking helios are like the the fucking private sector space program you know and the fucking leader of fucking helios stands up and he goes uh the moral of the icarus story isn't don't fly closer to the sun it's build better fucking wings okay (laughs) that has nothing to do with what i'm saying no but i'm just saying okay i love that idea okay anyway move on when minus uh great king of ancient Crete and I think he was the first emperor of the Minoan Empire okay well it would make sense yeah but I think but I I think it started with him and their capital was Gnosis that's why it's the labyrinth of Gnosis Gnosis yeah yeah. and I quite possibly will say Knossos again but (laughs) it's a lifetime habit yeah no of course it's hard on the okay it's a hard one he built this empire and Minos, and I don't know his brother's names, but in legend, he's the son of Zeus and Europa. 
And, and all, she was... All uh, emperors always sons of Zeus. He was a philandering bastard. No, I think it was like so, the pharaohs in Egypt, though, wasn't it? They kind of deified their their leaders. They all they did. All sons you know, of and Zeus, pure yeah. bloodline, and that's why they all fucking died off. Yeah. But legend has it he was the son of Zeus. But, you know, we know it's just somebody preserving their bloodline and their right to be ruler. Yes, you know, all exactly. this kind of bullshit. Yeah. So. But anyway, Zeus and Europa were... Minus's parents and when Minus took power he was having I'm taking charge now I'm taking charge now I'm taking charge with yeah. his brothers and eventually there was a Minas, vacuum of power Minas won out okay it, yeah. he became king and he petitioned Poseidon from our Medusa fucking episode, episode the god of the sea so he petitioned Poseidon to give him a bull worthy of sacrifice in honour of Poseidon Okay. So they said, Poseidon, give us, give, back to you. give us that bull and we'll kill it in your honour. And there'll be a feast and a celebration and gods being narcissistic, capricious fuckers. Yep, I will. And he gave him this, I think it was a white bull, but it was glorious yeah, and it yeah. was beautiful. Minos said, I'm not sacrificing that. And he decided to keep it and he sacrificed a thrift store version right. of that bull. Okay. Right. So Poseidon took... A wish version. Yeah. So Poseidon took a wish.com version of the bull. Yeah. So Poseidon took offence. Right. And he got Eris, who was the god, the guy that shoots the arrows into the boys and girls of the world yeah. to make them fall in love with each other. And I just want to make a point here, actually. Dell is doing this ad lib with no notes in front of him, and I'm fucking really impressed. I, I read this. I'm uh, really just, impressed here. I have a good memory, and it's a fucking course as well. No, as that's, a this benefit. is awesome. So, anyway, go on, sorry to so Poseidon pissed off with Minas because he didn't sacrifice the bull that Minas had asked him for, yeah, yeah. and had done, had given him a wish.com version and said, <laughs> said to Eros, fucking see him there. He said, yeah, he said, that's his wife. And his wife was called Pasiphae. Okay. okay. That name rings a bell. And it, if it rings a bell for this reason, I'm leaving. <laughs> okay. That's Pasiphae. He said, fucking shoot one of your arrows at her. So he shot one of his arrows and she fell in love with the bull that... <laughs> you know where this is going. I do, I do. She Go fell on. in love with the bull that Minos hadn't sacrificed in honour of Poseidon. This is so disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> so, Whoa, so she fell in love with the bull. Right. And she commanded Daedalus, who was an architect, um, builder and inventor to Minas's court to build her a, a labyrinth, a wooden. No, well, don't get ahead of yourself. OK. To build her a wooden bull that she could climb inside. And the wooden bull moved. The wooden bull moved. So she could move it through mechanisms right. and pulleys and all when she was inside it. So what, so the bull had fallen over her? And she went to the a field that the bull, this bull that had been wrecking up the place that hadn't been sacrificed to Poseidon. She oh, went to a field that he frequented because the grass was the freshest there. And her and the bull got on. Or the bull got it on with, with the, the wooden bull. with the wooden bull that Poseidon built with her inside it. So this is the first record of bestiality I've ever heard. 
fucking told us story. So where the fuck do you find this stuff? Time passed on. Don't blame me. Blame the gods. I know. Yeah. Time, time <laughs> passed, <laughs> and she gave birth to a baby with the head of a bull and the body of a human. Yeah, I know. It's dark and it's disturbing. So she's inside this fucking. Don't I don't want to go anymore. She's literally inside this. Oh my fucking god! Right, come on. No, no, you got that all. I don't know how you have sex, man. What? She gave birth to a bull. Minos lost the plot. Got Daedalus, and he was furious with Daedalus, and got him to build a labyrinth beneath his palace, which is the labyrinth of Gnosis, which no historical. Evidence has ever been found. Hang on, you say... Hang on, I'm going to just pull you back just a second. You say she got your man to make her a wooden bull. Yes. And the other bull shagged the wooden bull. While she was inside it. Was it not a cow? You're an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, seriously. Well, maybe it was a gay bull. I don't know. (laughs) Daedalus built this... Carved this labyrinth out of marble. Yeah. And... That is the part of the story I know. Minos couldn't kill the baby bull hybrid because it was past phase child. He couldn't bring himself to do it. Okay. When the babe, the babe, when the, the minotaur grew up, he had it imprisoned inside In the, labyrinth, the yeah. labyrinth. Yeah. And I think the thread thing you're talking about yeah. is when he. I don't think it was threw, the Aedilus, was it? it was someone else was sent into the labyrinth and he used that to find his way back in. Was out. that not Theseus? Because Theseus killed it. That, yeah. Theseus killed the bull. That sounds right. Legend says Theseus killed the bull. Going back to the Daedalus Icarus thing, Minos imprisoned Daedalus in a tower in that labyrinth, like at the top of it. So it would have been a tower that, obviously because they flew off with birds wings and shit, was at the top of his palace. Yeah. That extended from the labyrinth beneath Okay, so the palace is okay, in the labyrinth. Okay, up to, well, it wasn't in the labyrinth, but it was above the labyrinth and this tower protruded above the, through the palace, okay. I guess, because mm. they flew away. So where the fuck are they going to fly to if that's not going to be? Mm. And what zone are they flying to close to? Daedalus was placed there, I think, it was, I read because he caused Minos great offence, but I think it was because he built the cow for Pasiphae. That she climbed inside. That well, the yeah, well, that was the great offence that he caused. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that's what I figured was. It wasn't said, but that's what I think mm. it was. Theseus comes along. Like, they had a war. And as a consequence of the war and the suing for peace that would have went on, the negotiations, there was eight people to be sacrificed to the Minotaur in the Labyrinth of Gnosis every mm. year yeah, because yeah. of the, the Minotaur's bloodlust. And yeah, incidentally, incident, incidentally, Minotaur means Minus's bull. Minus's bull, right? Yeah, okay. And I don't know why he got the name because know, he didn't yeah, do the deal. Yeah. yeah. So well, I guess because it's Minus to put him in the in the labyrinth, so it's imprison him, impossibly. Yeah, imprison you know, It's him. almost like the kind of. But um, but I'm saying this because that's that's all legend. But that's how they explained the tectonic. Activity, activity and greed was when the bull roared yeah, the ground the shook getting angry, yeah, and yeah. there's there's documentation of them saying the, the ground shook the bull roared what it is is Crete sits on a tectonic boundary it's on a block known as the Aegean block which is part of the Eurasian plate mm-hmm. and subducting beneath that is the Nubian block which is on the African plate okay so as the Nubian block subducts beneath 
the Aegean block, it causes uplift. And there's historical evidence of there being uplift sometimes of 30 feet. Yeah. And to explain it away and have no idea about tectonics or seismic activity or any crack like that, they explained it away with the myth of the Minotaur. That's oh. just the Minotaur roaring. Yeah. The Minotaur And stamping his feet or whatever. Yeah. Or whatever. I love it. Labyrinth of Gnosis. He's down in the Labyrinth of Gnosis. Class. The subducting of the Nubian block beneath the Aegean block is at a shallower angle than it is elsewhere. Okay. Sometimes it causes major, major uplift. And sometimes being back through history. Of course. It causes yeah. major, yeah. major uplift. As I said, sometimes 30 feet, 10 meters, which is fucking huge. How tall is that building over there? Oh, it's only 20 feet. Whoops. No, it's not. It's 50. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's massive. So more, more a case of whoops, no, it's not. It's a pile of rubble. But here, here's the thing. In 2014... Crete had 1,300 earthquakes of a magnitude two or more. Wow. Right? By contrast, and I'm not saying it was any less serious, but by contrast, California had 255 earthquakes of magnitude two or more. Yeah. It's interesting that, you know, you kind of say that and, you know, what we were saying earlier that the kind of, you know, the longer between these earthquakes, the worse they get. That kind of, you know, kind of shows that as well. If they're only kind of two on the Richter scale, which is, you know, kind of significant enough as well, like obviously. Yeah. But because they're happening so frequently, that's why they're so low. It's yeah. When they, yeah. It's when they're not happening. Now, that's when you start worrying. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you compare the legend of the Minotaur and Crete to Pele, who was the Hawaiian goddess. She's in Hawaii. She's, she's the goddess of destruction and rebirth. Okay. Her legend is she destroys, she kills, but she's also rebirth and she's also growth and she's also not nurture, but nature, Mm. you know, and it's she's equally linked to death and destruction the way the monitor is. Yeah. But she's linked with rebirth, nature, growth, nurture, that kind of crack. And the reason for that could be that when you've got lava flows on the Hawaiian islands, yeah. after they cool, they're very fertile. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of basalt, there's a lot of silica and yeah. all that kind of thing. Which we um, covered in our volcano episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To go back yeah. and listen to that. So, and that's awesome. Go back and listen to that and we'll be right here. But it's very fertile. So yeah. there's a lot of growth. But on Crete, there's just destruction. Yeah. And I didn't get what the main source of rock is, but it's there's limestone. Right, which you know, nothing's which growing is, in. Yeah. Measuring the burden. So all you get is destruction. Yeah, you don't get the revert. So yeah, the Cretans with Minotaur, not so yeah. lucky. The yeah. Hawaiians, a little more lucky, but still not lucky because yeah. there's lots of volcanic activity. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. I get you. That explains, that explains away the, the whole Minotaur thing for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's I think it's really dark and disturbing the way they fucking <laughs> yeah. came around with it. And if you go back and listen to I think uh, I've, I've just Very Superstitious it. too, yeah. where I was saying they're all fucking psychopaths and sociopaths. Yeah, I, well, I was just going to say that. I think I've come up with a really good um, idea for an episode. What? Top 10 most fucked up Greek myths. 
Yeah, you know what? I'd, I'd agree with you, but then all the fucked up Greek myths are all done in one episode. And I love going back in the yeah, sure and going, yeah. Jesus well, keep Christ, in reserve. Yeah, these guys yeah. are fucking nuts. Yeah. So, yeah, so <laughs> I don't know about magic. the episode, but let's keep introducing the... Because re- they've their finger in every fucking... I know, yeah, Everything they, we do. They yeah. they elbow their way in I and know, say, that, don't forget about me. I mean, you're saying there, let's keep introducing them. Like, I just want to be very, very clear to our listeners here. We don't intend no. to fucking put the Greeks in any episode. Well, and the yet Cretans, they just not the Greeks. Keep, the yeah, well, Cretans, yeah, I know, but they're I not mean, the same. I mean, Greek myth. The Greek gods. When they, I say the Greeks, I mean the Greek gods. Yeah, yeah. You know, we don't intend to put those in any episode. They just keep no, fucking they turning just up. Because they just elbowed they have their way into everything. everything. Yeah. It's mad. It's fucking mad. I was only saying this to Darwin's classics teacher in school, actually. I was at parent-teacher meetings last week. And I was, I said that, you know, exact thing to her. I said, we keep fucking talking about them in our podcast, like, like unexpectedly. They're, they're just fucking everywhere. They're in everything. Yeah. Mm, it's awesome. I love it. But before we, we wrap up, uh, I want to mention two things. Okay. The Cascadia fault line is north of the San Andreas fault. Yeah. And if you remember in the first the first part, I was saying there's all these plates, tectonic plates around the world, and I named them. And, and they're the, all constantly the moving. The Juan de Fuca, and everything is moving all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Juan de Fuca plate, which is an oceanic plate, is subducting at the Cascadia fault line is subducting beneath the North American plate. Yeah. The effect that's having is it's bowing up the North right. American plate. So if you if you have a fields cap or a copy book in front of you, open the first page and have a flat on the table and then push your fingers to the edge of it where the the cover of the book starts to bow up. Yeah. That's what's happening at the plate. Yeah. And sooner or later, that's going to flatten out and pop back. Yeah. And they're expecting an earthquake on the magnitude of a nine point something or more. 9.3 Mahoney's. Nine point Mahoney's <laughs> or more. Yeah. It's, it's going to, they're expecting a fucking disaster. Yeah. And the Native American tribes don't have a written history. Like the, the, yeah, the, it's, it's all, all verbal, yeah. but they talk about a disaster that happened where the water just rose up and came in. Okay, and it's I think it's from this. I think it was in. It was found in the sixteen or seventeen hundreds, and I don't know when it was mm. exactly that it happened. But they talk about it. This cool. one event that happened and the ground shook yeah. and. I want to do an episode on kind of Native American stuff as well. Which you said before, and I said I'm not very comfortable doing it until we have a Native American here to do it with us. Uh, Maybe, maybe that's a thing. I would love to have a Native American. I'd love to do an episode on Native Americans, but I wouldn't feel comfortable No, I understand what you're saying. I definitely couldn't. And I I wouldn't feel comfortable about doing it unless we had a Native American here with us to talk to us. That'd be fantastic. That'd be awesome. We should probably arrange that too, actually. But anyway, the other point I want to make is on February the 6th of this year, Northwest Syria and Southern Turkey were struck by a 7.8 earthquake. Wow. Yeah, we were saying this. Yes, we yeah. were saying this after we recorded the first part that we yeah. didn't even mention it. We didn't even even mention what was literally only happening. Like yeah. it's the place was fucking devastated. Yeah. Still, at this point, what are we February? So we're ten months on. Yeah. 
10 months on, there's millions struggling with the after effects of that earthquake. That happened in February? Yeah, yeah, February 6th. Oh, I'm not pretty sure there was way more recent than that. Though. Well, there might have been, there might have been tremors, but this, mm. the only one that I could find was mm. Well, maybe it is, maybe I'm just... Well, you know, you, 2004, 2011. Know, yeah, all mean the same thing to me, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 47,000 died and it might go up to 55,000 possibly. Again, records of the area, how comprehensive are they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And up to 130,000 were injured. And the absolute shack of a place that they lived in because the buildings are not fit for human well, I mean, that's in some cases, yeah, but I mean, Turkey's a very well-developed country as well, Dale. It's not... No, a, I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying the area that I looked at and the people yeah. that were displaced, it just doesn't look like it's I got know great like, amenities. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay? no, it's... And it's freezing. Mm. And they're all destitute. Yeah, yeah, there's... A, yeah, it's, it's a humanitarian crisis. Yeah. You know, so, it yeah. is. And it's being kind of displaced by the latest humanitarian crisis that pops along, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, it kind of gets forgotten about, you know, yeah. after two weeks or whatever. Isn't that the way it works? It is. New cycles. It's, you know, it is What's definitely something to week? kind of bear yeah. in mind that that is still very much an ongoing crisis. Yeah. What's yeah. good this week? Mm. So, yeah. But, yeah, fucking Minotaur. Minotaur. Yeah, that's the fucking fascinating, that one. And just going back to that before I wrap up. Texts, early texts of the Minotaur never described what he looked like. Okay. Which so, I didn't know. So we don't know whether he was a man with a bull's head or well, a bull no, with a man's was. head. Or he was. Legend says that he was, but that was created later. Okay. And that was created to explain away the tectonic activity, yeah, yeah. the seismic activity. And some child somewhere in history said... Yeah, but where did that come from? And someone had to dream up that <laughs> psychotic idea. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Of hell bestiality. Yeah. yeah. Jesus okay. Christ. That's us. That's us. See you next time. On, I hope again. you're having a great new year. Yeah. And so welcome to 2024. And I'm sure that's been said to you a million times. Yeah. But we'll see you in a while. Yeah, and we've Seas got some later. great stuff planned for this year and we look forward to it. No, nah, he's lying. Awesome. We haven't a clue what we're going to we do. We don't know we, next we week what we're doing. We just fly by the seat of our pants. <laughs> See you later. See you later, lads. Good luck. Bye-bye.